0: To the Cat Nips Podcast. It's your girl Lexi and my co-host Sid Rain. Hey y'all. And if you like trap colloquialism, yeah, hope, old school wisdom, and narcissistic advice, which could be bad or good, then this is the podcast for you.
1: We talking hella shit, and I'm just being generous. So get the business on how to mind
0: yours personally and professionally. We are reimagining the cat lady in 2018. This guy sent me a text and said, Big Daddy don't fuck with the kid no more. And I said, so wait, who's Big Daddy? And who's the kid? And that's because I wanted him to repeat the fact that I was Big Daddy two times. And that worked for me. That was how my day started. I intend for this episode to be like super fun, super ratchet. I'm feeling like an uninspired slut right now. Does that make sense?
1: Mm. Yeah, did you feel that way, Sydney? I felt it. I mean, don't feel uninspired because we're always inspired. It's just there was nothing or there was no organized inspiration. And that's okay. Hell yeah. Like, we've been, bitch, we've been organized as fuck for the past month. We got one moment where we don't feel organized. I think that's pretty good.
0: That's real. That take, like, yeah, because we definitely have been, like, on a tight schedule. I've been on my shit. It's impressive how on my shit I've been. And I'm, I mean, I'm regularly impressed by myself, but I, I've i been especially impressed by my ability to navigate all my different little situations right now so you know i'm just on the downswing of a full moon you know what i mean oh meow. <laughs> she's a panther, so when a full moon comes out sydney meows at the moon um and she morphs into like a dark cat with like really yellow eyes and stuff like that if you've ever watched the television show true blood you'll know what i mean by werepanthers they're um they're the cat version of werewolves hello (laughs)
1: And just, I'm so grateful that we've had people just listening and tuning in and responding Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. like, you know what, we talked all that shit and people want punch cards, like we need to be on it for real, (laughs) in real life. So what I've
0: decided to do is to make microaggression punch card t-shirts because Mm. I really can't be liable for y'all really trying to redeem these punches on people. You know what I mean? like, And I totally get it. Microaggressions are like beyond real. And it's like a situation and everything. Um, I just don't want y'all being like, well, no, nah, nigga, I have four punches. Call Lexi. Because I'm going to hang up.
1: Right. And like Obama won't sign off on this before anyone asks. Um, <laughs> like we won't <laughs> sign. Like no one's going to sign off on it to redeem your, your, your fifth, six, whatever our threshold schedule ratio Bro,
0: well, Obama's just not answering our phone calls at all. I've, I've been trying to get in contact with him since we separated, and it's just, I miss him. He's busy. Busy with some other country. <laughs> Fuck that country, right? That country not better than me.
1: Oh, what time for Obama? <laughs> the ultimate tomcat
0: the ultimate fucking tomcat yeah right that nigga is one smooth cat ass nigga like you could tell his playlist always includes a little bit of like a little bit of like earth wind and fire mixed with like a little bit of like titty boy or something you know like old titty boy like mixtape titty boy you know what i mean like i feel like he got trick daddy in his playlist (laughs) but he
1: <laughs> Definitely Jay right?
0: Obama begin dressed to you know that nigga by um oh. by because trick- <laughs> <laughs> you don't know that nigga that ran the country like me. Facts, facts, facts. Yeah, I miss Obama. I miss the dogs. I miss everything about
1: them. I know. They were perfect and the media looked for every way that they could attack and Michelle Michelle Obama just wanted everyone to be healthier and the rednecks were like, We have our rights. We ain't working <laughs>
0: out. We ain't gonna let that Niagara tell us what we need to do with our schedule. If Uncle Daddy Jim Bob wants to eat his fried chicken, let Uncle Daddy Jim Bob eat his fried chicken. You know how it goes.
1: Fucking free country. My daddy, my granddaddy died.
0: (laughs) My granddaddy died after the 500 months after the Civil War ended eating fried chicken, and that's my heritage, and I don't agree. We the only country that still... That makes the losers of a war feel good about themselves. Five hundred years later, like we're so many steps ahead, and we so many like thousands of steps behind in so many ways in this country. It's just fiddle dee dee. You know, it's depressing. I miss Obama. If any of y'all talk to him, tell him I said what's up, and that I'm okay. Like I don't miss him. I'm like I'm fine without him, but you know, my number hasn't changed.
1: I miss him. You can tell him. Sydney said it. Our P word of the day is pliable. Um, just being able to be flexible with yourself, um, with all walks through life. I mean, yes, set your goals, set your intentions. But if things don't go that way, you bounce back. It's fine. So just being able to recognize how being flexible and pliable is really going to help you um, and everyone around you. uh just be really calm and take that in because you feel as though um you like we feel really stressed when things don't go how we planned. And it's cool. It'll yeah, it'll eventually it'll eventually get there. And we as catnips ourselves um are able to be very pliable in all types of situations.
0: Yeah, um I love our flexibility. So the other day my mom and I were laughing because she said, You realize your baby name was Boo Boo Kitty. And I, I thought about it and I was like, you're right, so I've always been a cat. And like, one of the one things she says to me is like, whenever I'm feeling like, real, like, yo, I don't know how it's going to go and anxious or I'm going through a trial, I love that she'll just, she'll always just say it and it'll just, it'll check me every time. She says, you're a house cat. You'll always land on your feet. And that's real, because the nature of cats is they're built to be able to always land on their feet and they do and so being flexible is understanding that everything ain't gonna always go the way you had it planned out and that's okay how it needs to go is exactly how it's going to go those are all different things how you want it to go is one thing how it needs to go is one thing and how it's going to go all of those are different things so being able to just navigate that ebb and flow of those three concepts takes balance it takes flexibility and it takes you releasing that, contr- that, that anxiety and that demand for control over shit that you don't really get access to in most cases. You know what I mean?
1: Right. I think that's I think that's dope, um, because when we try to really apply the pressure when things don't go our way, we're only making uh, a concoction for us to be disappointed. Because shit will not go the way we plan things out ever in life. And I don't know why we don't learn from that. we just like, oh, all right. Well, the next time it's going to go completely my way. Um, And obviously I'm guilty of this. So just learning to chill and life will take its course is very important.
0: And that's a form of managing your positivity. Because it's like if something doesn't go specifically how you thought, if you think about it and respond to it negatively, it's like you're you're putting the negativity on a situation that possibly could blossom into something much bigger than you thought it was. Like, you know, like, you go to a party, and you get there, and, like, just the vibe of the room is low, and you just looking like, this is a boring-ass party, why the fuck am I here? But being pliable and flexible and, like, you know, it's like, mm mm-mm. Everybody get the fuck up. What's your name? I'm Lexi. Well, usually I lie by my name, but you know <laughs> What's up my name whatever I call it that day What's your name You know just getting in there Just shaking up the energy Just forcing people to have a good time sometime I think people get stuck in negativity A lot and it takes um, it, All it takes is one good person To say you know what Fuck that shit you talking about let's have a great time like force yourself to intentionally have a great time look for all of the positive things in the room and allow them to dominate the experience instead of always being you know like oh i wanted it to be like this and i wanted it to be like that but you know you could be dead so Mm. you know if you're a cat you get at least nine lives so hopefully you'll become a catnip by now and you're prepared to start landing on your feet. And that's why we're here. We're help you, we're here to help you guide you through to becoming the best pussy that you can.
1: Yes, we are here to guide you because we are coming live from the catnip's cunt layer to let you know, like this is these are the tips and guidelines, or just the tips and suggestions. Not the guidelines, you know, do whatever the fuck you want, but we are just it's, you gonna do it anyway We're just giving you some really good tips And speaking of wanting people to succeed And grow And just level up What is your theme song to that So what's your Get Money song um, This week My Get Money song And like for the past previous weeks Has been City Girls <laughs> City Girls Wear the Bag At I need a nigga who gonna swipe them visas Nigga who and I just,
0: yeah. girl, I love city
1: girls so much. Um,
0: why you love city girls so much?
1: <sighs> they just, you know what? Honestly, they just so ratchet and real. And to be honest, I always love like a, a ratchet real rapper. Um, so I love them. They are from straight out of Miami, and the music is lit. It's effective. It's like nigga with a bag at. Oh, you ain't got the bag, nigga. Where your dad at? It's very to the point. <laughs>
0: Yay! Like, don't be around
1: the bush. It's where, where it's at. Um, and just you know, like, like honestly, recognizing your worth. And if you know, like, you're worth in your time, you're demanding that also from, yeah, yeah. from like the people, like the, the men who are gonna want to be around you and demand your time. Oh, okay, well, my time is worth money. So what a bad guy. Hmm.
0: I think it's wonderful how they set boundaries for their relationship. Yes, girl. Nigga, this ain't love. This is about money. Um, girl, yeah, just want. to go back uh, if it's convenient, uh, knowing then we become your, compatible words,
1: your self-worth and um, setting those guidelines. Like, why are we doing this? Um, I'm being very clear and direct. Um, and like, oh, and if niggas want to skip the line, like going back to our discretionary text, then boom, nigga with a bag at. You want
0: Nigga, where's where is the bag? Oh, where, oh, where is my money back at? Oh, where, oh, where can it be? (laughs) (laughs) Nigga, we the, we the Casey and Jojo. (laughs) Did you wait? Did anybody see that video? of Casey and JoJo. No, it was it was Casey. Wait, I don't know which one is which. The real drunk one, the one that be like, ooh, yeah! He was riding on somebody's back on his security guard's shoulders through a crowd, performing, and he took a wing out of somebody's food box and ate it while he was performing. Did you see that? That sounds like what I want to do at whatever next event I get invited to. Like, I'll... <laughs> I could be invited to like a potluck and I want to write in like that, like that. (laughs) Hi, Minion. So I do have real cats and one of them talks and apparently whenever I sing, he wants to sing with me. And that concludes our segment from Minion. Thank you for joining us, our guest for today, our surprise guest for today. But it that okay? Listen, let me tell you what a real cat will do, and why we need to be more like cats. Everybody was minding their business until Minion decided he wanted attention, and what did he do? He got it. He took it. He opened his mouth, and he said, "Give me attention." And that's where we at in life. It's all because of you. We're doing this, Minion.
1: all these reasons to be more cat-like just be about you go and get whatever you want it's all about you and like people will receive it or they won't and then you keep it moving because you're flexible and pliable um so speaking of being pliable um let's apply that (laughs) pliable apply that See what I did there? Uh, that's fine. To self-care because it's important to be um, really flexible with yourself um, and how you show self-care for yourself and not, um, not beating yourself up so much because you're going to be your worst critic and it's really important to feed yourself positive thoughts when the world is just going to be sending you negative.
0: Hell yeah.
1: Right. And so like like for an example sometimes I feel really bad if I don't make time for myself like if I don't make time to go to the gym or like go grocery shopping to buy healthy food like I feel bad but I have to be like well you know what bitch you've been busy all week when did you have time and
0: really just be like when so why we why you mad at me (laughs) what
1: so what was you
0: gonna suggest so huh Huh? Oh, now you're quiet. Oh, okay. Right, right. We're going to get some groceries on Wednesday. Exactly. No, and I feel you because, like, no lie, this last, like, month, like, I ain't going to lie. Like, this last, like, four or five years, I've been running every day as an entrepreneur. Like, that's just, that's the schedule. Every day, that's the schedule. It becomes your norm. It becomes your life. And it's like, I really had to create a lifestyle of just learning how to stop. And taking a day to stop. Like, if I need to sleep for 24 hours, I'm going to do that. And I'm going to do it unapologetically because I need that time to recharge and just get myself back together. You know what I mean? Like, life is more than Red Bulls and, like, Hennessy. Like, you really got to take some time. (laughs) You really got to take some time and relax and, you know, and give yourself some time to recharge and whatnot.
1: Right. And you know you love yourself so please don't be so hard on yourself like cut yourself slack you got the permission do it now
0: and especially when it comes to like energy I know like for my creatives we get really burned out or like stressed out sometimes when we're not producing or we're not like when it's not an output or you know what I mean and it's like you want you're trying to create a lifestyle a stability based upon art I respect that like we need that and it's totally okay to have a season where it's not a not a productive season because that's your recharge season like that's your time when you you know you groom and you live life and you create the experiences that are going to become your art but i don't want anybody to feel like like we have this i sleep when i die mentality now when it comes to like having your own business and being an entrepreneur or whatever and know you're going to be dead like if you live according to that like you'll you'll miss the most important parts of your life and yes it may be an, you may create an innovative lifestyle but that balance will create the longevity that you want for that lifestyle too so take a day take a week take a month take a year take what you can afford to take and and really recharge and then get back on your shit do some fun shit
1: yes exactly and take those days where uh those very very good personal days that you need for yourself you're recharging your batteries just like Lexi said um you're doing everything that makes you happy you're taking care of your body you're catching up on tv shows everything that you love um and I also always want to salute Issa Rae because on the outside looking in, it looks like she's putting herself first taking care of herself herself, and really recognizing that um, and I say that because it's very clear in her TV show um, in Insecure, just seeing how Issa, the character um, sometimes will take that time for herself and is really good at at reflecting when she does need to or when her friends need to Um, and her friends are also good at when she needs to like kind of just chill, take some self care, um, and they're just checking in with each other, which I love. I mean, there's so many, there's so many reasons to love Issa, and I feel like I've loved her for so long since she had her YouTube channel um, with the Awkward Black Girl, which was just so good and it shows you what you can do, um, you know, with like limited resources because she literally had like a office office space, was rapping in a bathroom, and was rapping in the car, you know.
0: I am more pleased listening to my podcast than probably anybody else that can listen to it. It's not even funny because like the production quality of the show is so fucking funny. You gave me trap Harry Potter with multiple voices that like literally my like the edible story of when we got fucked up flying back from California is one of my most favorite stories ever. Like that's one of the most funny experiences in my life, and so for you to be able to make that an animation, Callie, bitch, what? like you really did all of that, like, bitch, three snaps in Z formation, like I listen, game, and I'm the, I don't know what to say, like the real nigga in me recognizes the real nigga in you, like namaste, bitch, like. You have just—I I can't stop doting on you—and I really make sure that whenever anybody mentions the podcast or the quality or the the effort in the show, like that, we always give it up okay, to Peachy ahead. Pop Media because when I tell you she's ahead of the game, like if I'm the new Oprah, she's the new Ava, and Sydney's the new Issa. Like we definitely are, like you know, just setting the course for the universe. And you are giving like the you giving that shit. You know, a force to reckon with. So, everybody who wants a quality podcast, absolutely invest in Peachy Pop Media because that's the only way it's gonna happen. So, <laughs> bitch, did you watch Insecure?
1: Insecure was awesome. Like, I'm all caught up with Insecure, finally.
0: So, let me just tell you, like, Issa Rae is just blessing the inside of my soul and, like, just her whole movement. Like, she literally is a movement within herself. Like, like I I, I caught up with her with her book. Like, I remember reading the Aqua Black Girl book and it literally was the funniest Book I'd ever heard in my life. Like, I read that book, I feel like in my own voice, because so many of the experiences that she was writing about I had gone through at like at the parallel time in my life. And I was like, yo, this bitch knows my whole life. This is so funny. But you watched the YouTube video, right? The YouTube shows.
1: Yes, the awkward black girl. And I mean, It was just so cool because Issa was this creative and she was not on HBO. She was using her money and she was um, funding her dream. You know, like, you know, kind of like what we're all doing. And um, yeah, it shows you what you could do with very limited resources. And Issa had like three settings. Like, it was her car, uh, office where she worked, um, and her bathroom where she was rapping. Like, it was really simple, but it was also funny. And Open like this view for these black girls who like maybe weren't like maybe did not identify as a bad bitch or um you know not even just like bitch i'm just here like the fuck i'm just here navigating like i didn't say i was i didn't even say i was cute please don't hold that against me you know like um so i really appreciate Issa and her work all throughout these years hell yeah so
0: so insecure within itself like the show that she's produced, the show that she's created, like the character, the storylines, everything—I feel like is spot on to what we're dealing with. Um, as millennials, like I'd be so taken aback at how, like, like parallel, like the situations are. Like, so you know, like just a lot of the situations on this show are parallel to our real life. And like, in one of her most recent episodes, she starts dating this dude named Nathan um lift bay nansford and like they have this really dope chemistry but it's all it's like this underlying like hmm, ambiguous like what's really going on question or whatever right so recently buddy ghosted ain't heard from him in, like a good week um no contact isa tries to go to his house and check into his computer to see if Like it was some, it was clues in his computer or something. Like she really went in on it. And it's like ghosting is like a real thing in our community. Like, like where you're dating someone and things are going well. And then with no indicators, the situation just dies, right? Or it goes like, you know, you know, RIP. So, how do you feel about that, Sydney? Have you ever been ghosted? I think we've all been ghosted, right?
1: Yeah, um, I think we've all been ghosted. Um, I think we've all ghosted someone. Right, I was just getting ready to say that. I think we've all ghosted someone also. Um, But I feel like... (laughs) I see both sides. I feel like on one side, you know, like if i'm being if there's honest communication why can't you know why can't a person state um why they no longer want to fuck with you or like whatever but then on the other side like if you just met this person and you're not feeling them what explanations do you owe? i feel like but but then again it's a thin line so like if i met you yesterday and you're already already in love and i'm like you were just a creep you should maybe not consider that's ghosting you should I mean I, I feel like that was just a red flag and sis saw it um versus you've been seeing somebody for a month and a half you have feelings you didn't caught feelings you have had communications about said feelings like you have you all of a sudden have open communication and then all of a sudden you don't like you have it and then you don't just like bloop just like you said then it's gone and I feel like that is irresponsible
0: oh I feel like I think it depends like some people go radio silent for like different reasons and like depending on the personality and what the situation is sometimes you gotta ghost them sometimes you can't give people like an like the explanation that they're looking for and it's just like I can't do this anymore and you got to make, like, an alternate decision and stop. Like, just stop. I need to stop doing this. Like, I need to stop fucking with you.
1: Right. That That's also true. And we... There's no situation that is you know are there I mean all situations are going to be great you know really and ultimately so um and if that's if that's the exit strategy that works for you then like and then go then ghosting is what it is you know yeah and it was just really good to see Issa um display this but I feel like in the sense of the show like you know they had connected and had you know communicated about their feelings so but then again we don't know what Nathan is doing
0: and you know what? That's the issue. So it was like, but that's the thing. Like, everybody needs to pay attention to this. When a, when a motherfucker show you who they are, you need to pay attention. Like, I'm going to repeat this. When someone shows you who they are, you need to believe them. They are telling you this for a reason, right? They cannot help being themselves, whether, it, whether it's a good person or a bad person or whatever, whatever, right? We're all human, right? When Buddy got in the, the car... And Issa pulled over, called the police, this, then, the third. He ran off then. No explanation, no nothing, and never heard from her. All he did was just drop her a good tip and call it a night. You know, right? And then they bumped into each other. So it was like, you just, I think, and sometimes when it comes to, like, getting back on the scene and really, like, getting settled within yourself and meeting new energy, I think sometimes we take coincidences for, for more than what they are does that make sense like we be acting like oh girl i bumped into him at the barbecue salmon taco stand after he gave me the 50 dollar tip and i was like oh my god it's hell and then we had a good day together and it was like you know what i mean it's like yeah it was positive energy but like we gotta pay attention to intentions as well and what people intend to do and what people enjoy doing and adventures that they're willing to participate in are two different things. Does that make sense? And it was like, all right, they chilled. They had the little pool situation. They, you know, they had, you know, Lisa had that Ferris Willis, the Molly Ferris wheel dick. Like, that that was a good time. You know what I mean? But none of these were intentional or purposeful or like, couple-minded decisions these were like great haphazard adventures and I think sometimes people read far too into that does that make sense that does make sense um especially if it's an ambiguous situation like we definitely live in ambiguous culture right now with relationships and shit so it's like you gotta really be like did he ask you did y'all plan a date, or did y'all just link up randomly and that shit was really dope and y'all had a good time. You know what I mean? And it was like, that'll let, that'll let you know where his intentions are. Is he a go with the flow, nigga? Or is he like, nah, I'm about to set some shit up. Because, see, I'm trying to do such and such. You
1: know what I mean? Like,
0: people's intentions are people's intentions. You know what I mean?
1: Right. It is really important to um, recognize attention. And just like you said, like, it's cool for you to have, like, this fun little like butterflies adventure and something just happens versus a planned really thought out date um and both are nice like I'm not saying the the spontaneous dates um are whack but I am saying
0: um I'm just saying don't force one to be the other does that that's all I'm saying exactly in the
1: spirit of our of
0: our p-word of the day and being pliable the concept is to be flexible like y'all had a fun adventure that's awesome that's dope we appreciate that like yay motherfucker you know what I mean but it's like don't force that into two you know into you know a picket fence house with 2.5 kids and a dog like this not that yet you know what I'm saying so it's like I think emotionally and ambiguity we become more attached because we're attached not only to what they're doing but we're attached to this huge dream and potential and thought process that we have while we're waiting on the other person to validate what may or may not be does that make sense No, so it's like so it's like if you tell somebody like yeah this we really just fucking like this not really gonna be nothing all of the hope gets lost and the shit not as fun no more you know what I mean but then if you like like oh we always have this great time and we go chill and you know it's it's always random and you know this night and the third and it's like and I just wonder what it's going to be it's like that euphoria of that adventure mixed with the ambiguity of what it could become based upon the random fun you can have. Some people think that equals something. All of it, sometimes they don't. And it's like, you have to understand that off-rip. And I think Issa just getting back in the market don't necessarily know that, like, that's how niggas be out here. Like, you gotta be alright. And girls be like that, too. Like, you know, we all have ghosted and have been ghosted and blase, 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 woo-wah, woo-wah, but... I think we gotta be more flexible in how we interact with people, especially if we're being flexible with the types of commitments and boundaries that we set for ourselves. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Um,
0: Cause we are here fucking freely, but then we be like, wait, I don't know what we are. Hmm. I don't know if <laughs> I should ask. No, bitch, you, you already right. called this nigga daddy like five times in a row, like. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay to ask him if y'all boyfriend or girlfriend that's cool you know and if let that nigga answer the question if you don't the answer is no like it's either yes or no it's not nothing in between
1: so speaking of just loving relationships and ghosting um uh You know, and niggas just not being shit in general. It's time to get into (laughs) tomcats and kittens. Our version of love and relationships. And today, (laughs) Aubrey Drake is up for discussion. Um, Right, sis. Like I definitely feel and have felt some type of way about Drake for a minute. Um, And I just want to say it was it felt good to be right. Um, Having a lucky moment.
0: Bass bitch (laughs) bass.
1: I'm trying to remember how, how far back um, I've, like, just been so annoyed with Drake. But it's been a minute. I'm trying to remember what exactly. Drake been a
0: fuckboy. Drake been a fuckboy since Take Care when he was fake, like, trying to shade Chris Brown over Rihanna. And we was like, y'all need to fucking stop doing a dick test, a dick measuring test to see which one Rihanna like more. She's using both of you guys. And... From that point on, we realized that Aubrey was an opportunist and that we was just still going to twerk to his music, but in contempt.
1: Right. Um, <laughs> right. But uh, anyway, I can't really think of when exactly I started to truly um, despise Drake. But what definitely solidified it for me was Rihanna interview, her interview coming out with Vogue and just saying how uncomfortable it was when Drake told the entire world that he always loved her da da da, da. and she responded with a very nice clean simple dab because um, that's just what you do you know like and that's why it's important to have <laughs> these um it right and it's like just going back to everything we've said in our recent um podcast is it's important to have these rules and dick appointment etiquettes and that's why it's, po- it's very important to set these boundaries because when you're in with something like when you're in love with someone and you're in a very clear relationship, boom, fine, whatever. But when you're not, you're not. And
0: the reason why that shit was whack, the reason why that shit was whack, was because he made an entire speech about himself. He did the same dumb shit that Madonna did with the Aretha Franklin tribute on MTV. She made an entire speech about her, about himself
1: right and then rihanna uh, like rihanna responded with her dab they moved forward and she was just saying in an interview how uncomfortable she was that he did that and i was just like yep like you right bitch i feel like i've known for a minute he's just been he's just been gross you know like he's just been really gross and more recently he's been in the news because he's been dating well okay these are all rumors but he was supposedly seen this girl who just turned 18. And you know how the internet is, they go all the way back and they found uh, a picture, like going back two years ago when the girl was only 16, um, with pictures of her and Drake, she and Drake. And so people are looking at Drake, like, you know, are you grooming, are you grooming young girls so that like you can get with them once they're legal? Um, and it happened again with another girl um another actress who was in Stranger Things and she is 14 and she and she admitted that she and Drake text about boys and it's like if i had a child um who was a preteen i would not want them texting a 31 year old man um so i just felt like so many like just outside of the hip hop i just feel like Drake has always presented himself to be like this nice guy and you know the nice guy gets fucked over um and so it's funny to see it all just kind of come crashing down. Lexi what do you think?
0: I think Aubrey is going through something. I really do. And, like, I think that's, like, most dudes that's kind of in his position, like, outside of the money, the fame and shit like like that, like, Drake's still a a man, right? And I think, like, with this generation in general, like, we deal with so many, like, guys deal with so many emotions in, like, an opposite manner. Like, Drake just became a dad, but it's not in the way that he thought he should have been so he's rebounding and like reverting to his like younger days like his prime you know what I mean and like the type of women he would have dated in his prime despite the fact that he had a baby with a child with like a porn star or whatever but <clears throat> like like he's grooming girls like you're in a position where these women are significant generations up under you and you you in a space romantically it's just and it, it just kind of lets you know, like, he hasn't found himself. He's not grounded in his own little area whatever. And I just, you know what? I'm going to be frank. Any nigga that has access to, like, dating Rihanna, being friends with her, getting matching tattoos with her, like, smoking weed with her, you don't fuck that up. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that that's kind of bogus to me. And I just, like, the way he's been handling, like, everything just seemed like it's a media thing trying to get more attention to make himself look like he the man but it kind of still like in his music you can tell that he still got like massive low self-esteem situations still happening like anytime you end the album with with like no one to guide me i'm all alone like he (laughs) drake had a whole like moment at the end of at the end of like I don't know. That Scorpion album was, like, light-skinned, low self-esteem, like, a musical. Like, it was just awful. Like, it was a millennial light-skinned man, the musical featuring Drake as the light-skinned, the light-skinned this of them all. And it's just, I don't know. I'm disappointed in Buddy right now. That's how I feel. What you think?
1: Right. I think one of my favorite... um reviews that you said was it sounded like drake didn't get any melanin right like he was recorded <laughs> the the i feel like no-
0: yeah like drake recorded that album in canada and like the the winter time in like the dark like he didn't get enough sunlight or vitamin d and like i don't feel like he has like enough dark green vegetables in his diet because like you know dark green vegetables feed your personality so mm. collard greens, cals, you know all of that. That feeds your personality too. So I don't feel like he had his can of spinach at all during that entire album. I feel like if he gets nominated for any type of awards, he needs to hold it, take a picture, and pass it to Forty because that's his album. He made that album. <laughs> He's the best thing about that album. You know what I mean? And he had a cooler. You know some of some of situations on there, but that was 24. That was like 97 songs worth of light skin tears. And I'm just wearing, I don't have to, I I didn't give it for it. I barely listened to it. I gave it like four spins.
1: Right. And like, I, when I listen to artists music, um, if they've turned me off, like in real life, I don't want to listen to them. Mm-hmm. again. So I just be like, ugh, this nigga, like, an, <laughs> like it's an old ex.
0: Right right it's, listening to Drake is, is like listening to one of your light skinned exes like complain uh-huh. on Facebook about how they still single and it's your fault that they ain't see that he was the one or some bullshit like that you know what I mean like like right? when it's, gonna, you gonna, it's gonna be too late when your mama realize that I was the one you should have been with and it's like no no I realized you weren't a long time ago Get over it. Move on. Date people your age. You're no longer in your prime. Do your best where you're at now. Yeah. I mean, that's real. Like, and I think that's like, okay, that's hard for people to acknowledge. You know what I mean? Like, okay, can I be weird? You ready, Sid?
1: Sure. Yeah, I'm ready. So it's
0: like... People have waves in their lives, and some people's primes come really early, like in high school and stuff like that. You know, when, when Fifty Cent said, "Back, you know, in high school you was the man, homie. What the fuck happened to you?" You know what I mean? Like some people had a primes really, really early, and then some people blossom later in life, right? And I feel like Drake worked so hard to overcompensate for his light skin, low self esteem at a younger age that he maxed out really early. And that was really good. You know what I mean? Cause like the first, the first few albums, you know, the the Take Care album where he was acting Italian, you know, the nothing was the same act- album. He was acting like he was from Houston and Memphis, you know, you know, the nuts, you know, if you're reading this, like it's too late. Like he's had a, he's had an incredible career, right? But I just feel like he and Nikki, like that whole young money movement, like they seasoned They season is on the decline. And that's not a bad thing, but it's an opportunity for him to mature in different areas. But you have to have the emotional maturity to be like, I don't need to be the hot young nigga no more. I could do something different. You know what I mean? Before he get Jay-Z-itis and he's still, you know, rapping and producing like hot shit at like 59 like Jay-Z. You know what I mean? So it's like... I think he just got to be honest about his wave and, like, really get comfortable in the present season that he's in as a single, light-skinned dad. And that's okay.
1: Ugh, I'm so over him. I'm
0: (laughs) over him now. Oh, no, not hope for Drake. Aubrey just need, like, a good vacation. Like, you know, on, you know, like a San Tropez situation where he can get all of the sunlight that he needs. And then he'll come back, you know, a reasonably brown skinned nigga. And you know, you know, them brown skinned niggas had them bars. And he'll, you know, he'll level up. Okay,
1: well, I'm trying not to count him out. I'm really trying not to. Sydney,
0: be yourself. If you don't want to count him in, that's okay. You don't have to participate in anything that doesn't make you happy. Okay. Thank you, girl. You're welcome
1: this has been an awesome episode like i'm really excited that everybody is really fucking with us and just writing in and letting us know um and expecting those punch cards um like the discretionary tax we're gonna get on it and make sure you can vote um in your local office for it
0: yay yes we are getting that attached to the um november bill so make sure y'all go out and fucking vote like we got stuck with trump because uh, i don't know why we Girl. got stuck with trump
1: 53 percent of white women voted for trump hmm.
0: and them all the same ones that's complaining about me too too but
1: girl right so we're gonna
0: put the discretionary tax on the november bill this year so make sure you go out and vote you may not see it but we still need you to vote for the stuff that's on there anyway okay and what we want you guys to do is comment on our ig page about Aubrey and grooming young girls and how you guys feel about like ambiguity and relationships and like the vagueness and the gray area of relationships. Tell us what you think, okay?
1: Right, and ghosting and how are you able to be pliable and really use that for self-care in your lifestyle? Let us fucking know, okay, because we're interested And shit, we learning just like you are, how we can be more flexible with ourselves, um, with our schedules, and with others. Um, Yeah, like, being as pliable as a kitten. Learn
0: how to always land on your
1: feet. Always. Thanks for fucking with us. Meow.